first of all, uh, it's good to see both of you guys back for another episode of Soul Back, the R&B podcast. A lot that we have to discuss. Uh, last week, we had a short but sweet podcast, but we're going to do a proper one this week. We're going to talk about all the things that people want to talk about, whether R&B is dead, how Ed's trip was to the Sour Patch Kid factory. Incredible. <laughs> Probably better than R&B right now. Wow. And uh, we'll get into all of that. So I uh, want to first off welcome our viewers to another episode and thank you guys for checking us out. What's going on, guys? Play, What's I'm up? chilling. Having a good time. Shout out to my boy Tom. I was in his neck of the woods for the last podcast. Had a great time. Top five vacation trip. It was such a blast. So thanks to Tom for opening his doors. Took me three days to eat the cookie that he gave me. It was that big, but it was cool. Chilling with the rats and roaches in New York City is a top five vacation. That's interesting. Eric. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, player. I mean, them things were size of a little bow wow. It was we saw quite a few of those rodents running around. Mm. I got three things, Kyle. Yep. First of all, I had Ed in this room right here, the Grilled Chicken Studios, a.k.a. You yes. know, I got some offices. Wow. That was a big thing. Kyle, speaking of offices, do you have like two pillows and a cot behind you there on the left. I don't know what's going on. Hey, man. <laughs> what? You never know when you need to <laughs> you need to sleep, get some ideas, and get back on track for this podcast. Uh, it, it's my well, lab. I'm cooking the way in my lab R&B here. sounds these days, that's exactly what exactly. you need. Pillows I, I, and a blanket. It's, my symbol, God. it's symbolism for R&B. That's what we're doing All right. here. All right. Number two, in the spirit of us being all back together, I'm going to take it back. We're going to do a food discussion real quick. Wow. Off the okay. Guys, I have a new favorite food. Chick, we know you like chicken, Tom. That doesn't count. Close. Close, actually. I picked this up at my local supermarket. It involves chicken. I got Chick-fil-A sauce. That's my mm. new favorite food. Wait, what? Just, just the sauce. You get in the bottle. You put it on anything, man. It's great. They just sell the sauce in a bottle now? Yeah, it's delicious. Actually, why don't you just go to Chick-fil-A, have like 80 <laughs> packs in your drawer like a normal human? I mean, the things are probably three years old and just <laughs> sprinkle them out. No. That's how we do it here. So they actually they actually do this for McDonald's as well. They sell like Big Mac sauce and, McChi and McChicken sauce. This is an actual thing. What a scam. Big Mac sauce, isn't that just Thousand Island dressing? What are they selling you? Oh, no. It's delicious, Ed. You could literally just take the bottle and just squirt it right in your mouth. It's that good. Wow. <laughs> oh, let's not do that visual. Boy. Hold the chicken. Hold the chicken. We'll just take just, the sauce. Just the sauce. <laughs> healthy? Just the sauce. No chicken? No. Can we talk no. about the nutritional value in that or, or no? We won't go there. All right. All right. Mo moving on. Moving on. Oh, okay. please. Move on. In all of seriousness, because we have to talk about R&B here, that's what we do on this podcast, uh, we have to first off say R.I.P. to our guy, Jesse Powell. Yes, Jesse Powell, my guy. I wish I had time to dig over here and pull out his album. I love about it. He is, I know a lot of times with those artists from that era, they kind of get boxed into one song. And we all love you. And that was his big hit, and it was incredible. But we have to remember that he was a lot more than that one song. Jesse was an incredible vocalist, incredible vocalist. 
did not get the shine that he deserves. Something in the past, never left rotation, been in rotation for 20 years. Incredible artist. His sisters were great, too. If you yeah. love my love, it's the, sh- the bomb, baby. That's <laughs> them right there. Yeah. Shout out to the Powell family. He will be missed. I wish he was more active on social media. I mentioned that on, on Instagram. You know, he yeah. just wasn't on social media at all. We could have shared the flowers yeah. before he was gone. But unfortunately, it's not everyone's thing. More power to him. He's probably happier than all of us. Yeah. So real talk there. Yeah, RIP to him, and it's crazy because you know how it is. When someone passes away, their streaming numbers go up. This was no exception. The record you flew up the charts. Uh, but it's good to see. You know, it's good to see that people are celebrating his music, even though you know you wish that it was sooner. But you know, now is still better than ever. So we salute. I got to dig Pop. out the album. I'm just. I feel like it's wrong to do it. Yeah, it's right here. I think it might be next year. Nicki Minaj album said it looks like um, Ed's gonna. <laughs> it looks no. like Ed would pull one CD off that shelf and the whole thing would come collapsing down. It's oh, so yeah, packed. Please, this there. thing is it is meticulously organized. That's why I could find this so easily. <laughs> Wait, it was Ed, right beside Player and the others. And we're gonna Jesse put you. We're gonna put you on the spot here. You need to open that case. I better see like the actual CD and not like. Some like Play. CDR, like copied burn version that just says <laughs> Jesse Powell album. There you go. It's the real deal, homie. It's the, the real deal. With the black marker. Oh, man. <laughs> I will say this is my second copy because my brother destroyed my first one. Wow. I don't know how or why, but it's still in Virginia with the case looking like Bigfoot stomped on it. So, wow. A lot of memories with this one. Well, uh, RIP to Jesse Powell, but we got to get into some current events now. Um, have you guys heard Robin Thicke's new single, Brown Liquor? Because I saw a comment on social media that said that Robin Thicke probably made this song when he was on that Brown Liquor. Now, Tom, as the expertise of alcohol between the three of us, can you explain <laughs> what Brown Liquor does to someone? Uh it's it's not good. You don't make good choices when you're drinking the brown liquor. I'll say that much. Oh man, <laughs> usually leaves a bad decision. So uh, speaking of bad decisions, no, no, ahead, look, this is a positive children's family episode. We're not going to be dissing anyone here, Ed. So you came to the wrong place. But go ahead, Tom. Oh well, if you want me to comment on the song. I might need to be up drinking brown liquor to maybe understand it. I didn't quite understand what was going on off the first listen. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Was that, that chanting? I didn't hear any singing. No, it was no. It sounds like if you watch wrestling and the Undertaker comes out with his druids and that music that they play, it sounds like that. That's what mm. brown liquor sounds like. It sounds like the Undertaker's Druids. I am a huge Robin Thicke fan. I, if you remember last year, I thought his comeback album was incredible. I was like, yeah, we back. Robin back. Robin's back. I don't know what this was. I don't know. And I'm sure that he had a great time performing this. And then, this, ain't, this ain't it, Robin. This ain't it. I love you, my boy. This ain't it at well, all. Well, it, it was really telling someone uh, not on this podcast, but might be on this podcast, said that it's very telling in 2022 when the rapper on the song, Yo Gotti, is, mo- co- is more coherent <laughs> than the singer. And- well, <laughs> I, I didn't hear a lot told there. Listen, we all love Robin Thicke. 
that just was not what I wanted to hear from Robin Thicke, just being honest. But or anyone for that matter. But in the spirit of liquor, I've got this with me. It's going to be what a lot. So, what is that? So, Ed, we know you don't like drinking. No. <laughs> so this is a bottle of uh, beer. But if you see here, it's gummy sour. Gummy flavor. sour oh. beer? Raspberry no. tangerine sour beer. I've never had this before, but in the spirit of Robin Thicke dropping his new record, we're going to crack this speaking, open. Speaking of oh, poor no. decisions. Yes. yes. So I, I'm going to take a sip. It's, <laughs> it's going to make the podcast a little more wild, but we got to do it. So. All right. Cheers to you, players. Cheers. <laughs> I, I got to hear how this tastes. It's like juice. Now, juice beer? Yeah, because think... every time y'all tell me something tastes like juice that's actually like alcohol, it tastes like juice laced with cyanide. It tastes terrible. <laughs> so, does to... it taste like juice or does it taste like beer? It, it almost tastes like a Jolly Rancher. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it. This could get I... dangerous, but anyway, let's let's carry on here, <laughs> please. Um, the podcast might get wild as we keep going, but we got to talk about what's on everyone's mind here. Uh, so I promised everyone we wouldn't talk about the is R and B dead discussion because I think we're past that. But something that has come up and that has come up in the past as well. But I really want to highlight it here, Ed. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Okay. Tom, I hope you're ready for this. Oh, boy. Ari Lennox, or Ari Lennox, sold like 12,000 copies of her album. John mm-hmm. Legend didn't really do much better, and he dropped a double mm-hmm. album, so his streams should be amplified, but it didn't work out. Chris Brown has been on social media complaining about the lack of support for his album. and. Mm-hmm. I believe Mary J. Blige sold even less than Chris Brown uh, for her album, and that got a Chris lot of Brown, buzz. The one who taught people the cheat code of how to just turn streaming on and leave the house and just let the album keep playing until they rack up the stream. Yes, I have the screenshot saved, so y'all can't <laughs> deny it. He absolutely told y'all to do that. Oh, so and these four are some of the R&B uh, current R&B's biggest names. So if all four of these folks are struggling what does this tell you about r&b right now and just the business model of r&b well well tom you go ahead before i go in the answer is r&b is dead oh i knew we were going it oh man (sighs) we buried that thing five six years ago i do remember (laughs) the old school Soulback fans remember the R&B funeral episode. It was a mm. classic episode. But before I get to responding to Tom's thing, let me talk about the numbers that Kyle dropped because I knew we were going to get to this point. So Kyle mentioned Ari, mentioned John Legend, mentioned Mary, listen Cousin Chris. And if you mentioned somebody else, I can't remember. Yeah. But honestly, beyond Chris Brown... Of those four names, I'm not talking about the R&B core that our, our listeners, honestly, even some of our listeners who are hardcore fans that know whenever something's dropped can name any stat about R&B forever. How many of us really knew that these albums were coming? How strong was the promotion? I don't think the promotion was strong on anything except slightly Chris Brown. 
And even though he did okay, I think he didn't do as well because the bloom is falling off that rose. That's another thing. So even mm. though we can talk about the death of R&B, as I know Tom will, in the cases you mentioned, player, those albums were not promoted well. Like I didn't even know John Legend was coming out until the week of. We can't continue to keep dropping content on people and not prepare for it. And I don't want to put Beyonce in there because Beyonce is an outlier. But we certainly knew the dates when that was dropping. We knew in the hip-hop world when Kendrick Lamar was dropping. I couldn't tell you when John Legend was coming out. Ari's album is great, but it came out of nowhere. She dropped a random EP the week before. Like, we can't just do these random things and then be surprised when the music doesn't stick. We've got to promote these things, y'all. Well, Tom, we're going to play a game here. Since we're talking <laughs> about... We're going to play a game here, all right? Is it a drinking game? Yes, Ed, hold your cup too. Don't don't don't, don't drink yet. You might need that. I might. All right, everyone, take a sip. If you knew that Money Long's album just dropped, I actually did. Uh, I'm. I had no idea. I'm we got it. Cheers, Ed. Cheers to bad. Problems. Like it. It dropped Friday. I mm-hmm. had no idea. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, though, I didn't even get a press release on it, so I didn't even. I wouldn't have known. Actually, yes, I do remember it. Shout out to my boy Theo and the Cypher. I do remember it now. But again, Theo, Money Theo Long like should be a big... That guy should be getting paid for his work, man. That could yes. dude is the human press release. Keep letting people know what's coming out. Other hey, he might for... be getting paid. We don't know this. We don't know <laughs> this. Theo might... does more work for these artists than the actual artists. This yes. is true. This yes. stuff is being promoted. Go to the If you aren't on it, this is the, the weekly Shoot promotion. So on the Stereo Cypher on Facebook. Theo got all the album reviews. And I mean, all Wait the album minute. releases up. John Legend has, what, 8 million Instagram followers? You're telling me they didn't check his Instagram post about the album coming out? Who has time to randomly check John Legend's <laughs> Instagram post every day to see what he may or may not be doing? Him yeah. and Chris, they're not that deep to me. If yeah. you oh. got an album dropping, you need to be telling us before the week before. Like, come on, y'all. You knew if you had... Enough time to record two discs worth of content yeah. that I still haven't listened to, by the way, because I ain't got that kind of time. And you got time to throw out a couple tweets ahead of time to be like, yo, I got an album coming. Where's the visuals? Where's the promo? Where's the interviews? Oh, yeah. It's interesting because can I name some artists who are actually doing it the right way and seem to be successful? Sure. Yes. Him. That guy never has any trouble. That guy's all over. He dominates adult R&B radio. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Charlie Wilson. These guys just dominate the radio and then sell out shows like nonstop. I mean, yeah. there's a form- formula here. I mean, older folks listen to the radio. I don't know. It's But they're smart enough to, to cater yeah. specifically to their audience. Yeah, because it's interesting with like Robin Thicke, he does the mass Singer, which has a much bigger reach than maybe a Charlie Wilson or a Kem does at, you know, adult R&B stations, but I don't know if every viewer of The Masked Singer is no. wanting a Robin Thicke record. Like, not in your family. head, you're thinking just from a reach standpoint, it should be the formula, but you know how fickle uh, music fans are. They listen to what's big at the time, and unless you're a diehard fan, you're not checking for these veteran artists. Like, yeah, I don't know. Wow, how did Neo's album do? Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine it doing very well, but. But that's someone you suppose would probably do really well. I mean, yeah. he's a pop star, superstar. 
you, you would suppose, well. but again, where was the promo outside of the drama with his wife or ex-wife or whatever? Did we really have a that is great we got promo more right there? Yeah. These days that is the top promo. That is the promo, but is that the promo for him or is that the promo for the album? Because yeah, that got a lot of attention for him, but did it really translate into streams? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still working on that John Legend album, guys. Every time it's like I I turn on Spotify, I search up John Legend, I'm on the album, I'm about to hit play, and then I realize how many songs it is, and <laughs> it's just tough. I haven't Welcome heard it, so I, to my life. I can't say whether it's good or bad, but it's just intimidating. And I think that's, yes. that's a factor in this, too. But here's when the thing. People... Let me just say one, one more thing about this discussion of R&B's dead. I want people to understand this. If you want to take one thing seriously, what's in mainstream that they're calling R&B is not the same thing as what R&B was. Call this it something true. else. Because have you guys heard that new Seven Streeter record, 23? Yeah. I mean, that's mm -hmm. I, I, we love Seven Streeter, but that's not r&b music like that's a different thing in my opinion so yeah. it's like why even compare these things you know it's not fair well you hit on the point i was gonna make this whole discussion about is it dead is it not drives me nuts because people are using different metrics to measure different things the r&b if you came up in my generation kyle your generations the folks listening to this podcast that ain't really popping right now because the system isn't set up for it. Does yeah. it mean that that set of no, music not is not being created? It's being created by some people, but it's not going to be marketed the same way. We ain't got 106 in part. Nobody's sitting on the couch. Yeah. Nobody has that. It's not the same. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means it's not being promoted the same. What gets me upset is when the people in the industry who have been making these strides over the years who have the ability to actually make the music they say that they're defending and they don't know make the music are you talking or are you just trying to get podcast streams brother because you ain't contributing you're not contributing to the conversation because i keep hearing oh i'm just asking the question i'm just contributing the conversation player you got the tools to make change but you're just talking i'm not here for well uh, i have some breaking news for you guys a global superstar uh, says that she will be making an R&B album. Doja Cat, Ed, is hmm. this so? This is where it gets kind of <laughs> Look at Tom. Ed, Tom, you love that Say So record. Don't even act like you don't. Isn't that an R&B song itself? I mean, you I, already made an R&B record. Why do you have to announce you're making R? We've heard this statement so many times. We exactly. People. Here's the thing, though. Here's here's where I'm getting to. Is that what? classifies something as r&b now because you guys have mentioned she has made r&b type records but i think at this point it's like if you're singing it's like automatically considered r&b but that's yeah. not really how we've looked at r&b in the past exactly that has but, never been yes that has never been r&b first of all for doja cat um you i've talked about on the on Soul and Serial many times. Her album before this last album, Hot Pink, I thought it was great. And it has several R&B songs on it. And they're dope. This yep. newer album, it's got all the pop stuff. And I know people love it, but it's just generic pop album to me. It's what it is. But what drives me nuts, players, is all these people keep talking about, I'm making an R&B album because they know that it will get attention and it will get buzz and it will get talk. But with it really R&B, 
No, because half the time y'all are making R&B albums. Any black woman or black dude that's somewhat crooning, we're calling it R&B. That's not necessarily R&B. Not necessarily. Rihanna's got a thousand songs and maybe 10 of them are R&B songs. Mm. Like, that's not what it is. And to be fair, she never classified herself as that. That's true. Just because you sing something and throw a rapper on the hook doesn't mean it's R&B. Doja do Doja. <laughs> Just make good songs again. Don't make that generic pop stuff. Make good stuff and we'll celebrate it. But I don't like R&B constantly being in these conversations for headlines and being like, I'm making an R&B album, y'all. Give me hits. No, no, no. Don't give me hits. Give me something of substance. I don't care if you don't make an R&B. This don't suck. Is that too much to ask? Well, guys, we got to have to... I'm going to ask you guys another question. And Ed, hold that cup. Don't be drinking it. We have another question for you. Oh, boy. Tom, do you have a cup ready, too? I don't have anything, guys. Oh, man. I got a a Starbucks espresso shot glass. It's empty. I'm not going to drink an espresso now. Oh, man. All right, well... All right, well, Ed. Thick took all the brown liquor. All, all right, right, I'm ready, Kyle. We will take a sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or yeah, you have to take a sip if you did not know that Craig's David's album is out next week. I'm taking a sip. I did catch the Instagram <sighs> post, guys. I caught the Instagram post. I'm in the know. I wow. knew about it. This is Listen, this is getting rough. If you don't show up Instagram all day, you're not going to have any idea what's going on. In yeah, that's the only hope. Why? 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 Why does it have to be this? I work in marketing for a city for a living. I don't have like skin in the game as far as a actual album that I'm going to live and die on. I would do more than just put out a tweet before it came out the week before. (laughs) Why? Why are we just doing this? Why aren't we building buzz? That's not how it works now, Ed. It's about instant gratification. You get the memo out there and you hope that your 700,000 fans get to it. And if they don't, then so be it. We move on to but, the next But then, thing. if it doesn't, then you're on Twitter mad talking about, oh, my fans don't support me. And why don't I do this? And why don't... Y'all not putting in the sweat equity. And this is not a shot at Craig David. That's my guy. I love Craig David. He's yes. back here somewhere, too. But I just feel like we need to go harder. If y'all are really trying to bring R&B back, which everybody keeps throwing in our faces, and you put out one tweet and then never again. Like, what is this? Why aren't you hyping up your music? Are you, you know what excited? I think we're seeing, though? You, you know what we're seeing, guys? Right. So I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like a lot of our favorite artists no longer even release albums. It's true. Like they, they just That's gave true. up. But you know what I noticed happened? I think a lot of them thought, I'm about to put out an album. I got 8 million followers. So that means I'm going to sell 8 million albums. Yeah. And then when the album comes out, they have 12,000 copies sold. It's like it hits them so hard. They're devastated. And then they just don't release anything ever again because they're so upset. Like that, that I believe that's what's happening. Of course. That is a great point. And I do think there's a lot of truth there. Of course. But it is what it is. And it's like, um, honestly, I think at this point, the cheat code is just to sample 2000s records like, I was just like casually going through YouTube the other day, came across a record by Tyga and Janae Eichel and uh, Pop Smoke. They sample Little Flip Sunshine, Ed. That's like... No, no. Play. First of all, let's get it straight. They did not sample Little Flip Sunshine. Mm. They karaoke'd over Little Flip Sunshine. 
Let me get. Oh, I'm just going off on this. It's been oh, a long man. time. I got a lot built up. Play. I got a lot built up. <laughs> we have talked a lot about the art of sampling, and I I think it's very ironic and funny that our generation has gotten to the point where we have become our parents. We always our parents. Mm. And I remember when we were listening to stuff from Puffy. We were listening to fuji's lauren hill and our parents were like oh they're just stealing our songs they're stealing our hits and now we're our parents because mm. truth be told i was watching the herb Gotti documentary on bt your boy kyle yes every <laughs> single hit he stole from someone else everything was a sample but he flipped the sample a sample is taking a hit a recognizable beat concept wordplay whatever and making it your own. It's not just singing that Sunshine song. Janae just sings, what's my girl, Leah? I, I never know what Leah did with Lil Flip. Poor Leah. Leah <laughs> just had her only claim to fame was singing Sunshine to Lil Flip. So she just sings the hook. The dudes almost copy the verses. It's nothing. It, I could have made it up driving to work if it came on my title. Like, this is not how you sample. That is copy-paste jobs. Use some creativity, y'all. That's what I'm asking for. Tom, I'm disappointed in Tyga, though, because he didn't say the uh, infamous line from that little flip song, I'll treat you like milk, I'll do nothing but spoil you. Is that a top Ugh. five bar? I got to be honest, I don't even know that song or know oh, man. or listen to little flip ever in my life, so... Oh man, he sampled a he sampled, he sampled a Pac Man song that that counts yeah. for something. That's I, the only thing I'll give Lil Flip credit for. He sampled the Pac Man song and it was super dope. Everything yes. else, no. But you gotta watch if you were a One Hundred Six and Park watcher in two thousand three or four, you know that song because it was on every day. So Tom, I'm gonna throw it to you now because we've been talking about is R and B dead, and that con that conversation was sparked once again by marketing genius the legendary sean p diddy puffy combs and we have the exclusive because our boy tim kelly has been a part of these love sessions that have been going on ed so what happened is over the last two weeks puffy's been reaching out to new producers uh the legendary producers inviting them to these writing camps where they're crafting their hits Tim mm -hmm. Kelly was down there. John B was down there. Um, Tank, Ty Dolla Sign, Lucky Day, some of the newer folks as well, like Hit Boy. This is like Jermaine Dupri, Beacox. They were all there. They're putting together this this puffy love project, and of course, this is a genius marketing campaign by Puff. But Tom, it looks like from what Tim is telling us that Puffy is serious about this. I, I know you don't buy it, but let's pretend that he skeptical. is. Yes. Ed, you know what I told Tim? And no offense, I could, I could be way off, but I said it sounds like Puffy is paying all of his friends to come down and party with him in, in the studio. I can't, <laughs> That's I, of course. I can't That's see a... anything else other than that coming out of this. I mean, who was on the first single? We're bringing R&B back. Who was on your first single, Puffy? Bryson Tiller. <laughs> Bryson Tiller. That, I mean, come on. That's, We're that's Put John B. on your single, and then we'll talk. And, and that's my thing again is you know tim is my these everybody that you name kyle that's down there legit r&b artists legit men and women who are behind incredible hits puff give him credit for what he has done 
But it's just until we see something, it's lip service. And that's nothing against them. That's nothing against what they've done, what they've brought. We are talking about what we've seen on the outside. And for all this talk, we just keep saying the same old stuff because what it comes down to is we talk a good game, but when it's time to make the hits, everybody just falls in line and do what works, which is mumble music, rappers all over it. Everybody's the, the rappers are singing, the singers are rapping. It's the same thing. I have, I'm skeptical, but I'm trying to keep an open mind because y'all know me. I won't diss it until I hear it. Mm-hmm. So when I hear it, I will judge. But what I've heard, I have not been impressed by. So what do you think comes out first, the Puffy Project or the Usher Project? That Usher oh my album gosh. is never coming out. <laughs> and I don't uh, understand why. Usher has never been more mainstream relevant. Like, if you were dropping an album, I can understand 2019. We've been talking about this album for years. My God, it was pre-COVID we were talking about this album. (laughs) I can understand waiting. I can understand getting out of COVID. I can understand doing your residency. But you got a meme. You got My Way 25. All the ladies are lusting over your photos again. You did Tiny Desk. This is the time. But we still don't see it. And the album has to be done. It has to be done. So I don't know. I don't well, know. I think we might see Puff before we see poor Usher's album. Wow. I'll say one thing. I think the Diddy album's going to come out. The problem for me is, and it, he has a potential to do something massive. You know that, guys. But the thing yes. for me is, yeah. he's afraid to put something, someone on his single that's perceived as dusty. And no. That's nope. true, though. Tom it's is true. right. Oh, he's 100%. I think he's right. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's a lot of lip service, but when it's time for the singles, it's always like, well, we got to go with somebody young and hot, and then yeah. we just get what we always get. Okay. Prove me wrong, Puff. I want to be proven wrong. Prove me All wrong. right, hypothetical here, right? Let's say Puff puts this project together, and the next single is uh, Ty Dolla Sign featuring... Who else is there? Tory Lanez, Jacquees. Quavo. Quavo. Yes, all of them. But background vocals provided by John B. Does that he get credit count. for that? That doesn't that count. No, that doesn't count. No. Mind. We need John B's That's... lush harmonies. They're gonna throw Kelly Price on the backgrounds of a song. Watch and claim, <laughs> "Oh, we had the legends involved." Oh man, I know it. I Ed. don't want to hear Quavo half singing over a Kelly Price sample. That's not it. That's Ed. not what's. Can we talk about Kelly Price, for example, uh, for for a moment? We always talk about my girl Kelly. So she's been known to like go on social media to blast like different organizations, companies for bad customer oh, service. No. Oh, you, my you know about God. this, right? <laughs> of course I do. This is like the only time I see her on my feed is because she's cussing out somebody's airline. Yeah. So last week I was on social media just scrolling down my feed. There were three separate videos about three different companies and Kelly Price <laughs> yes, that's... seven minutes for each video. It was crazy. I saw this. I was like, Kelly, can we get Soul of a Woman 2 or something? Because you're just mad. Oh, my God. Oh, man. It was uh... not passionate. All right. That's true. Seven minutes. That's true. It was. Yeah. I I even I I was mad. I was going to (laughs) email those companies and say and tell them you guys are trash. Like it got me upset. (laughs) Listen, all seriousness. uh, One last thing about Puffy. I want to say at least I'm excited that he has the knowledge of who's to bring in the room, like our boy Tim Kelly. Yep. Who else is acknowledging some of these people? Like they're not, they don't get the credit they deserve. B. Cox, John B. So 
Yes. I mean, that that's great. And I'll just be optimistic. We'll see. And I, I get that. And that's why I get so frustrated, because clearly they know like they know what the genre is missing. They know what we need. They know the voices that need to get back in the room. They need the they know the young artists who can deliver the content that we're listening to. But then we still don't get it. Like we mm. still don't get it. So, again, prove us wrong. We want to be proven wrong. I want to have a top 50 albums of the year that has more than four R&B albums on it. Like, prove me wrong, Puff, please. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, can we talk about this record that I, like, rediscovered recently? <laughs> oh. Tom, you'll like this one. I just posted it on our Instagram page. And I don't, you should remember this one. This Yasmin song, Blue Jeans. What do you guys know about that record? I don't remember this. I don't even Blue know that song. I don't know that song. So I'm the only one knows it that knows it. No, I'm sure that someone in our comments is going crazy right now because it was number six on 106 in part for two weeks. Wow. How dare we forget it? But I have no idea what this is. What about the Hamptons, my jacket? I don't. I, I was surprised you knew the song, Ed. Now that one I remember. That one, and I joked about 106 in part. That definitely was on 106 in part. But this was around the time where B2K was blowing up. So mm. any prepubescent person that could halfway sing, they were getting videos on 106 and Park. So, yes, I do remember my jacket. <laughs> I think a lot of people right now are saying, what the heck is going on? What What's happening here? But, hey, man, it was uh, the 106 and Park era. Tom, what are your the fondest 106... memories of that era? Well, you never talk about that era. 106 and Park era? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I really watched it much. You know, it was come. It was big when I was like starting college. I really didn't watch much TV back then, to be honest. Oh, I was more so uh, finding music on these Napster type sites and just downloading it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really watch much TV. Oh man, man. See, what was like the B two K? Wasn't that like when the B two K was like huge back then? Yes. Yeah. Were you part of the? See, that wasn't really my era. Like that wasn't yeah. my my thing i mean it wasn't mine either but i watched 106 was just big for me because like you said tom when i was in college i barely watched any tv so the first year or two of 106 yep. i didn't really see but that 2001 2002 three four era when i like started watching tv again after i graduated college yes i'm old chill out <laughs> so that's when i started watching it it would come on like right when i um so it would come on at like six o'clock in the afternoon, but they would play the replay at like mm. 11 a.m. the next day. And I worked overnight. So when I got up, it was like around 10 or 11. So that was always the first thing I watched the night before I was one of six in part because they showed the replay. And that was an era. AJ free. It was just a fun time. And yes, you got B2K and they were annoying. And it was kind of <laughs> funny to see how they kind of propped them up. You, if you were watching 106, you'd think that they were the, the Jackson 5 and they went diamond 18 times over. It was not that serious, but it was a great platform for our artists. And I kind of miss it. I don't think it would work today. No. But I miss having a platform to see these artists, to see them excited about their music, to promote their music. That's not just sending out one tweet 15 minutes before the album drops and we never hear it again. It's really missed in the culture. <laughs> uh i'll be honest first of all this this liquor is getting to me uh oh we can tell this is this is not good but 
Tom, it's time to play another game here. What game is this? So you are the only one with kids um, amongst the three of us. So you're a family man. There's a new R&B group that just came out, signed to Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Wanmore. Wanmore. They are the sons of Wanye from Boys to Men. Now, I'm not sure if they wanted to know that. It's well, in their name. You can't help but know by their name. It's, but it's, it's not. Any, I, I scrolled through years worth of their profile. I didn't see anything with Wanye on there at all. It's interesting. Well, 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 scroll through their names. All their names are Wanye. I'm so, just saying. Here's the game. Here's the game, Tom. Know who Wanye is though? Not really. Probably. Well, well, we have to play a game, Tom. So okay. there are four members of this group. One more. If you can guess the name of all four members, you win a prize. Their real name or their code names? Their real name. Well, I know their names. You told code me. names like they're <laughs> Ninja Turtles. No, they have like their code names like Rocco and. Oh, I didn't even know they had like that. that. <laughs> but they're they're real names. They're government names. Ed, the four members of One More. What are their names? Well, their four names are all Wanye, but then they all have nicknames. So I'm like. Why do you name them all the same and then call them something else? Like everybody's name Wanye. Why is somebody named Rocco and Bootsy and whatever else? Bootsy. <laughs> something. <laughs> so you got Wanye two. I guess it's like third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know. But it's a bunch of Wanyes. Like they're like the foot soldiers from Ninja Turtles. They just a bunch <laughs> of them. I can only imagine how confusing that is at home. You say Wanye. Well, no, they have the other names. It's Bootsy and Rocco and, and Junebug and them. So that's what they call them. But I'm like, why do they all have the Wanye name, but you all call them something else? But listen, at dinner weird. at dinner time, when the mother says Wanye, all four of them will turn their heads at once, and the Wanye will turn his head as well. I'm sure the Wanye will, but I don't think that Rocco and Bootsy move until they hear their name. All so right. there's, I just think that's what they sign on there. Standardized tests at school, and they All still right. have those. Well, uh, a couple of other R and B groups that we're still waiting on here. Tom, what the heck is going on with the shy? Oh no! Donnell Jones, <laughs> oh, Dave Hollister, no. and Carl Thomas. Oh, I think they broke up and got back together already. What does that mean? Yes, I don't what does know. that mean? <laughs> I think they had a falling out. And then they worked it out, and now they're back. Even though they haven't put out a song or anything yet. Is this speculation, or are you just making stuff up here? <laughs> well, speculation, but also informed speculation. Oh, okay. <laughs> speculation. In, regardless. I, I know. I've said I want this before, you come out. We need, yes. we need them to come out, regardless. Yeah. I want them to come out, but the reason why I'm always skeptical of these groups is other than TGT, and LSG, did any group ever materialize? Everybody, there have been a million supposed to groups. Even Lucy Pearl was like not the group we were supposed to get. Like yeah. every group just like doesn't happen. So I don't get excited until I see a single on my streaming platform. Then I'm like, okay. Other than that, we just talk. It's it's it goes back to the R and B conversation. 
<laughs> well, it's interesting because RSVP, you guys know about them, Pleasure P, Ray J, Bobby V, and Sammy. They're actually making music right now. They've been in the studio. They're set to drop their new single soon. It's kind of interesting because Pleasure P posted a clip of them in the studio with the song playing in the background. And I just saw Pleasure P throwing uh, $100 bills on the floor. So I think it's that type of record. Oh, my God. So, but what's also more interesting is when they posted the promo video of the group forming. It almost seems like they're in competition with each other as opposed to them being in a group together. I don't know. That's just how I took it. You know, I don't hate that, though, because if you look at the most successful rap groups, it was always heavy competition. So everyone was trying to outdo each other. I like that type of energy, like raise the bar, go harder than the next man. I kind of like that. Now, if you're still competing that y'all are fighting over the dollar bills mm. and that's something else. But like if it's like healthy competition, I'm going to be the dopest on this song. Who's going to follow me? You can't because my, my vocals are the dopest. Yes, that's the energy we need brought back. Everybody's sounding half asleep. No, give me some energy in these beats. <laughs> They're going to be dissing each other on their own single, like within the song. It's going to be pretty uh, incredible. It reminds me of that. What was that hip hop song from the '90s? Wasn't it LL Cool J? There was some yes. remix, and then the final version, he threw like a diss of someone on the song onto it. Now that's epic. yes, <laughs> it, it is so petty because so for my hip hop heads who don't know, it, we're talking about four, three, two, one with cannabis and LL and Method Man and Ref and Red. They were all on it too. Apparently, cannabis made this reference that LL didn't like. So mm. Cannabis was like, my bad. I'll take that reference off the song. But LL still made a whole diss verse <laughs> on the whole song about it, even though it makes no sense because the reference was taken out. When I first mm. heard this, I was like, well, what is happening? <laughs> oh, I missed the 90s. Everybody was mad at each other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Man. I'm trying to think where we go from here because... Are there any albums coming out? Let's let's go with that. You know, Babyface. That's right. Babyface is dropping his DJ Khaled album. Oh, uh, that's oh. kind of what it is, right? He's gone all the. <laughs> that's well, he's kind of gone all the big like young R and B female act. That you know, to me, and I don't know how you feel about it, Tom, because you seem to not like veterans collaborating with young folks these days. Oh God, this um, again. To me, this doesn't seem like a reach for babyface it's actually pretty cool to see him well you know why though because he's pulling them into his zone yeah. it's not like a stretch for him from what he's shown us so far so that's fine i mean we'll take that it's not like he's rap singing along with kehlani or something you know it's it, it actually works yeah. so we'll take it because all these uh, all these females could actually sing yep. we don't always get that on their own records but they could actually sing that's I true. agree with that. That's why I'm a little bit hopeful. Uh, I know some people were disappointed the track list came out and it was kind of like they were kind of on their Tom. Where's Tony Braxton? It's like that's not the kind of project this is. There's mm -hmm. gonna be no Tony Braxton, there'll be no Brandy and Monica, whoever else. Bunch of new people. Yeah. As long as people stay focused and babyface don't get weird and start trying to sound like Tory Lanez, I will be okay. So yes. I'm cautiously optimistic on this. What but do you guys? Kyle, yeah, it does feel like a missed opportunity. 
Could you Why? imagine Babyface putting on an album with all the female legends from the 90s? Like him and, and doing a duet with Mariah Carey, like a modern song or a Brandy or a Monica. Imagine that type of an album. That would be like the greatest album we, we could have even asked for. Wait, I mean, imagine that. Didn't Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis kind of do that already? No, but I mean, kind of, but those were old those artists on their own song. This would be Babyface duetting with oh. all, of these, all these 90s greats. Like, what more could you ask for? I would love it, but you know, Let me, well, Puffy Love could be like, well, this is great. But we need to throw some Bryson Tiller on that beat so we can actually sell some units. Well, well so. let's let let me ask you guys this, and I want you guys to think in terms of music business because as R and B fans, we're we're delusional when we think anything '90s is great. Is having a baby face and Tony Braxton duet does that hold more value than let's just say a solo Tony Braxton single? Like, does Babyface hold that type of weight still for current R&B fans? I mean, no. it depends on what we're talking if, about. If he's insisted on doing his own album, yeah, which is the point, which is what he's going for here, you know, mm -hmm. then, I mean, you have to call it something. The reason the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was a hard sell yeah. was because they were the focal point. It's like, here's the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis album. Unless you knew the track listing and everything about it, yeah. Like it, it kind of gets lost. Like if you know, here's a Babyface album. At least you know going in, you have a legend, and then you hear, oh, he duetted with all these artists. It's like, yeah, it's a bit of a difference for me, but it's not the same. But jamming ten different artists on one album is, to me, is a tough sell. This isn't the soundtrack era where it was different, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Like I think for R and B fans, it would be great. Yeah. If we're trying to actually appeal to like a wider audience, it's going to be a tougher sell. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to Mr. Puffy Love, if what we're trying to do, like what master are we serving? Are we trying to reinvigorate the spirit of R&B or are we just trying to get some coins? Because the way the market is right now, it's going to be difficult to do both unless you're a Beyonce who can do whatever she wants. Yeah. maybe an usher right now just because of right now in this moment mm -hmm. everybody else is either going to be like let's do it for the arts yeah. and the culture or let's do it for the coins we'll try to meet in the middle but it's going to be tough i keep seeing everybody leaning toward the coins that's what i'm seeing <laughs> the so, coin hey the coins are, are important the coins are they important. are important but let's not say that you are for the culture when you really for the coin like we'll just say what it is i would respect it if you were just like I'm for this. Well, let me get, ask you guys this, because that LMA and Babyface record is doing really well. And I actually really like that song. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. Um, it was kind of right. cool to see LMA, because she's usually working with Mustard, but to see her with different production, different melodies, that was kind of cool. But when this Babyface record drops, do you know when the album's coming out, Tom? It should be soon. It's in a few weeks. It's sometime in mid-November. I mean, Ed, sorry, October. Did you know this, Ed? Nope. All right, take a sip. <laughs> I'm taking a sip too. Ed, what do you want? A billboard on uh the Birmingham Highway or something? I mean, what would make you know about now? <laughs> That's what we used to have. We used to have commercials and or like at least give me like a, a an ad on YouTube or something. Uh how okay, counterpoint. counterpoint. Here's mm -hmm. a little trivia. How many albums have each of you purchased this year? Like bought? Okay. 
Yes, like, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't even have a CD player anymore. <laughs> so no. I, iTunes. <laughs> I have. I have purchased, and I mean, I I don't want to be like too many. I can't count. But I bought recently the Ari Linux album. Like I, if I like, like a hard an copy, album, I will download. Yes, you sometimes hard, I buy a hard copy. Wait, you have a hard copy or like the digital? No, I have a digital of that, but I oh, do okay. have other hard copy. I have hard copy of um, Kendrick and a few others oh, okay. this year. So no, if I like an album, I will purchase it, whether I download it to my hard drive and just save it in my little closet over there, or I will buy the physical like jesse powell so guys, i brought at least five or six guys i'll wow. be honest i'll be honest the last r&b album i bought with my own money oh man this is bad <laughs> this is bad the last hold on, hold on. yes disclaimer we're, we're in the media technically we we get the albums for sent to us so it's yes different. yes but the last r&b album i bought was Tyrese's Black Rose when he said it was going to save R&B and we needed to support oh it. Oh my god. I spent my 1099 and I said, "You know what, Tyrese, I'm sold." I well, bought that hold, album too. I got that hold one. On, hold on. Yes. You guys got uh <laughs> never mind. And <laughs> how did you know about Harry Lennox's album coming out? Because it came out <laughs> and I just was like I reviewed it. It was no, not no. something you We've been talking about you never knew of these other albums coming out. How did you hear about that one? That one, I'll say this. Shout out to the Cypher. So I knew that she had released a like EP ahead of time. And I was yeah. out of town when this EP came. I still haven't heard the EP. So I heard the EP came out and the album was coming out after the EP. So the EP came out Friday. The next Friday, the album was going to drop. So that's how I knew. I never saw like a real promotion for the album. So that's how I found out about it. I listened to it, did a review. Album's great. I downloaded it. Yeah, album is really good. I will. I will give her that. Uh, yep. As as Ed said, it's better than the Beyonce Horsey album. I I would agree with that. The Horsey. Ooh, y'all gonna be so mad when I review my fifty albums of the year and the Horsey album is like number forty one or something. I'm getting it's ready not a bad for album. The, the slam. It's not it. It's not bad, but there's a many many albums better than that. All right. Sorry. Uh, let's circle back to Babyface's album because I'm curious what you guys think. Like, who's going to be streaming this album? Is it going to people? Is it going to be people like us, or is it going to be the new generation? It's or not going it... to be the new generation. But all no, those artists are from the new generation. I disagree. I think yeah. that, and this is the way that you kind of do the cheat code thing: is that if you're a fan of Kehlani, you ain't checking for Babyface, but you're checking for her. So when you see she has a new song on streaming. They're going to listen to that. Probably not listen to anything else. But yeah, I think the individual artists will get streams. And that's the genius of Babyface. Because he knows if he puts these new artists that have streaming followings on, they're going to get at least one listen. So yeah. I look at my timeline. Whenever Kanye is on somebody's song every Friday. New Kanye West song. I'm like, Kanye has a song? No, mm. it was him and eight other people on one song. But the Kanye zombies are like new kanye song so that's how it works in this era oddly enough are mm. we sure the kalani fans aren't saying why is kalani making the song with this dusty old man oh man no I mean, baby first of all like dj academic he's like oh. 65 isn't he 
No, I think Kevon Edmonds is like 65. They're both in their 60s. I know that. That, that is sure. true. Yeah. I, I Regardless. Don't yeah, I don't know. Regardless, it's it's serving two masters. You've got the the dusty old fans like us who want to hear a babyface album. And then you will have the LMA stands who's like, LMA got a new song. They don't really care who's on it. They just want to hear it because of her. And then they, they might hit and check out some other stuff, but they're going to listen to their face. That's how this works. That's why all these artists collab with little baby every five minutes because they know he's going to bring streams so all right kyle trivia right. hold on i i got i gotta plug this in girls night out which is the name of this album is october 21st um with a handful of r&b acts here tom uh angie martinez is on here lala anthony yeah, I think it's I'm, the intro. Uh, ari lennox kalani lma queen nija coco jones who we need to talk about because She's uh, creating quite a buzz for herself on social media. She seems to be the next big thing. I don't know uh, who that is. Tiana Major 9. Why? I'm old. Why is there a 9 in her name or is that a typo? No, everybody. <laughs> that's her name. Okay. I thought I was an now, old man. Now, no offense to anyone, but, but did Babyface know all these artists or did the label like, give him a list of the hottest names? you're proving my point this is the point i made like everybody in kyle name is hot in the social media streaming streets right now mm. so this is baby face connecting with the newest and the hottest so for us who are like oh maybe baby face can give some of these new artists some some you know legendary direction and focus and blah 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 meanwhile the lma fans are just like ooh, new and song you, coming out October you didn't 21st. answer my question though did Babyface walk into the label and ask the intern to provide him with a list of the top 10 hottest female R&B artists of the moment? And then intern gave him a I, list. Top, the- I will answer this. This is like how Barack Obama curates his summer playlist. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. exactly what happened. Kyle is correct. That's probably what happened. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm sure he knows LMA, but some of these well, yeah. folks, I'm sure yeah. he's like, just tell me who's hot. Like okay, Tiana well, Nine Major, I'm not sure if he would have known. Major, major Nine, know. yeah. Uh, Tink, oh, <laughs> Tink is on there. Baby Tate, Money Long, Seven Streeter, Dochi, and does that say A Marie? I, I don't. Amory. It didn't say A Marie. I promise. Because <laughs> A Marie like changed the way she spelled her name, so maybe I thought that was A Marie, but it's she changed it back. I would have ran to that single the first day. See, the that would have been you. <laughs> that would have been you. Wait, did A Marie change her name back? Yes, she dropped the eye at one point. I don't She's know. Wow. Tune that's... into the book club and you'll find out. That's true. We got <laughs> to read some. Shout out to Amory. Our reading is cool. Shout out. No, that makes me so mad that she does the book club, but won't give us the, the new music, which we all want. Wow. Tom is on his Kanye West. Didn't Kanye say that like reading was equivalent to like eating Brussels sprouts? Ed? Yes. That, <laughs> I hate that Tom is sounding like freaking Kanye. First of all, Brussels sprouts do suck. I don't know where this whole Brussels sprouts are great conversation came from. They are weird. Tom, you ever, like had, you ever had okra? What's you okra? Know, Tom has never had okra. What, 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 is what color is even that? Like what green. color? <laughs> Tom, they had okra at the... Where did we go have dinner? Um, Melba's? You should have some okra there. They had okra. I mean, was it smothered in gravy? I might, I might have liked it. Oh, that's... <laughs> It was mixed in your chicken. It was smothered in gravy. You didn't even notice it. 
Oh man, <laughs> I had some oxtails and it was completely oh. freaking Tom out. I mm. oxtail, Kyle. Have you had oxtails? Oxtail is good. I like oxtail. Did they yeah. just take a, an ox and chop its tail off and put it in some sauce and you eat it? No, it comes I from mean, a cow. Gotta... I, I think it, believe, it comes from a cow. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. Tom, you eat chicken that's been chopped up and thrown in a sauce. You don't have any problem with that. What's the difference? I don't like to think about the process of it getting from the farm to my plate for your right. information. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was I your trivia, Tom? I, uh, uh, I'm kind of oh. tipsy now. How many plays do you think the Babyface and uh, LMA song has on YouTube? Just uh, just if you had to guess. Not that YouTube on is YouTube. like the, the barometer of anything, but... 1.2 million. I... No. Did I did, did not look. look. No, I didn't look. No, he's actually right at his 1.3. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say half that. Man, okay. The video, has, the video has 700,000. The song, 1.3 million. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm driving up those streams, guys. Let's <laughs> go. So. It's, it's all. I yeah, mean. he is. All right. So here's what we're going to do because we haven't done this in a while. I don't know. We're going to look at because we like extending this podcast. We're going to take this opportunity to look at the R&B charts, the radio R&B charts. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is always a horrible at, idea. At one point in my life, I followed this religiously. I did too. But what we're going to do here is I'm going to ask you, we're going to start from number 30, and you're going to tell me if you know the song exists. Actually, that, that, <laughs> that, that might not be a good idea, but we're going to do it anyway. All right. Okay. Because we are diehard R&B fans. We should know every single one of these songs. We but should. to our credit, there's so much music that comes out now that, uh, I don't know, this might get kind of rough. Okay. All right. Number 30, Boney James and Layla Hathaway. Yes, Houston. great song. Yeah, great song. We'll I do know that song, actually. Um, King George, Keep on Rolling. I have no idea. I have no idea I what that is. I don't think I know King George. The Terry Green, Terry Green Project and Randy Hall, Turned Up Tonight. <laughs> yes. You know that song. I know that. Yes. I do That's, not. That shout out to the cipher. Somebody was hyping that in the cipher. I do know that. All right. Uh, Can't remember who. Colleen Crusoe for love. That's your girl, Kyle. I didn't realize she was still making music. Shout outs to Colleen. They sent her. They sent us that song. I think it was Troy Taylor who did that one. Wow. I got to check that out. Uh, Neil, don't love me. I feel like you can't play that song anymore because it just it like represents his cheating yeah. ways and yeah i i don't know i'm starting to feel like tom maybe it was intentional <laughs> it's a little too on the nose to me uh tanya nolan my best i know that song i'm impressed tom is the one that gave up on new music and here he is no, yeah, yeah, yeah he knows boy, everything our boy Raphael sent us that song that's the only uh, reason i know it all right uh, Barkays featuring Jazzy Faye, Choosy Lover. Is this like the remake of Choosy Lover? I the Barkays? Yeah. Isn't you that like... a group from like the 40s or the 50s? Listen, what? No. The only Barkade no. the only Barcade I know is the ones where Tom and I went to and we were playing video <laughs> games while drinking. That, that was fun. 
That's drinking gummy bear beer. That's oh, what yes. it is. Anyway, I've heard of this song. I have not heard these songs. All right. All right. Here's one I know. Uh, Kenny Lattimore, Take a Dose. Yeah, of course. That. that I do know that song. And guys, if you guys are listening to this, um, keep a score for yourself because I'm curious on how many of these songs you guys actually know. Yeah, uh, throw it in the comments. Let us know. Jameson Ross, Tell Me You Love Me. Yeah, nope. I know that one. Wow. What? That's the, that's Theo. Probably knew about that one. <laughs> that may have been a Theo. That may have been Theo. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that one. All right. Uh, Stokely featuring Wale Cafe. Hasn't that song we been all... out for like three years? Or is yes, this a different we song? all know that one. Oh, okay. No, it's the same song. All right. India Shaw and Exchange. I know that song. Oh, yeah. We know that one. All right. Uh, Shaka Khan, Woman Like Me. I know that song. I know that we, one. Okay, that so one. We're, we're getting into the like songs we actually know now. Uh, at are you surprised by any of these songs being on the charts so far? I'm surprised seems, by everything kind of being on the charts. Yeah, this is yes, kind they of just random. seem like random songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dixon featuring Seven Streeter, Cherry Sorbet. Yeah, nope. I know. You know I know that? about Dixon. No, I haven't heard his album though. I should probably go check that out. I've Antonio Dixon. No, no, this is another Dixon. Uh, <laughs> Kem and Rick Ross, right on time. Yeah, we yep. know that one. Uh, Kevin Ross, Sweet Release. Yeah, great song. Charlie Wilson. That was Baby on our Face. countdown last year, wasn't that? And yes, yes, that song's been hanging around. Uh, Charlie Wilson, Babyface, Casey, and Johnny Gill. No stopping us. That song, has, stop song, Kyle? that song has been there for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Or is that Tom? One of you like that song. I, think it's I told you to check it out. I just said it was fun. Oh, it's a fun, it's a cookout song. <laughs> uh, Alicia Keys, Trillions. I had no idea she released this as no, a single. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I didn't I look through her album, so I can't even oh, man. say. You after seven, much. after seven, tomorrow can wait. Yep. Yep. Okay. Jasmine Sullivan, Hurt Me So Good. I know that one. Easy. No idea. So, Why isn't Roster up here? That's what needs to be on the list. It's not a single it's a song. Relax. Well, it this, should be. This is the adult R. This is the adult R and B charts. Which, strangely <laughs> enough, the next song coming in at number eleven is our boy Diddy and Bryson Tiller. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh I don't you know just how... <laughs> undermine your point immediately. Uh, oh man, uh, Beyonce, "Break My Soul." We know that song. Yeah, of course. Mary J. Blige and Anderson Pack here with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't know that song actually. You That's because you, you didn't listen to the album. Yeah. I, oh. She has an album though. Oh god. Oh man. All right. Wait, does she actually? <laughs> yes. yes. What's it called? We just Wait, talked about this an hour ago. Are you what drinking a gummy bear beer? <laughs> Ed, what is the album called? Good morning, gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh Silk Sonic after last night. That's like Ed's favorite song. They're still on yes, the chart. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still even together? What? That song is a, a timeless classic hit. That what no, you say I'm on saying, Twitter? A generational curse, whatever y'all call it. Sonic experiment ended like a year ago and it's like still lingering. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you wish. They're still out here. All right. Uh, we got to cut this short. So let's just keep this moving. Uh, Summer Walker and Ari Lennox, Unloyal. That's a uh, that's a big song. Uh, John Legend uh, and Money Long Honey. That's actually a hit. 
Uh, I don't a even know if I've style. heard. I don't. I don't think I've heard a that hit. song actually. A, a hit, pal. They spent <laughs> enough money. All right, Tom. All Jay, right, Tom. Tank and Jay Valentine, slow. Yes, yeah. all right. Yeah. I actually like that song. Uh, another okay. Silk Sonic song, "Love Train." Love Train. That's still that high. That's yeah. interesting. How many weeks on the chart, Kyle? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh. Yeah, it'd be like fifty-two at Wait, this point. Jeez. Fourteen weeks. Uh, Wait, no, it? I lied. Thirty. I was looking. Thirty. Oh, okay, that that makes more sense. Uh, Ron Isley, the Isley Brothers, and Beyonce. Make me say it again, girl. Mm-hmm. And then number two is Babyface and LMA. We know that record. And number one, I guarantee you, none of you guys know this song. We don't know the song, or we won't guess it that it's number one. Uh, both. I, I guess it's be the same thing. Um, what? I have no idea what it could be. Queen Nigel and Big Sean hate our love. You guys do. I know, know that. Song. I know that song. You, yes, I, I know, know that song. song. Yes, I know that song. That's Tom, you wins, would man. not like it. Ed is it wins. a good? Is it a good song? I, I, don't uh, know. I didn't say all that. I uh, said I know it. Okay. So we just ran through the list here. Uh, I think at this point I'm just rambling, so we're gonna cut this short. Ed, uh, love letters. Do we have a love letters? I'm gonna read one actually because it's always fun <clears> when you. I'm going on the site. Go on soinserials.com if you wanna. Read up on Ed's love reviews or love letters. The last one was um, courtesy of Kyle himself. I don't know if I've done one since then, though. I just gave away the um, the mystery guest, though, so I guess I shouldn't have done that. That's true. All right, I know Tom, he's a real name. Tom, let me ask you a question here. Uh, would it be a deal breaker if... Well, I can't really ask you this question, but you're in that scenario. How about that? Mm-hmm. Would it be a deal breaker if a guy takes you out, you saw the bill after the meal, but he didn't know you saw it, and it was a hundred, it was for 150 bucks, and he left a five dollar tip? It's five. Oh my god, I remember this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Is the it... service bad? I mean, I didn't get all that many details, but there's situations if if the service was bad, like the food. I mean, the food came out like after two hours. I don't know. You know, there's, there's scenarios. Well, I'll be honest. The uh, the tipping thing is like, it's gone too far, Ed. What do you mean it's gone too far? I was at KFC recently, mm-hmm. getting some takeout. It was like ten dollars. I put in my credit card. Once mm-hmm. I insert my credit card, it asks if I want to tip. Yeah. Wait what a am minute. I, what K- am I tip? KFC. KFC asks for tips. Everyone what are you asked, tipping? Everyone. Oh, that's everywhere tips. now. Yeah. That's a lot of places now. Hey, I'm not tipping KFC. I'm sorry. No offense to any KFC workers on this call. Like, unless there is some sort of service that you are providing my table, I'm not tipping you because you like banged on the cash register and gave me a snotty look when you asked <laughs> if you do the swipe or the chip. Like, no, you don't get no tip for that. No. But yeah. going back to the question, what I find hilarious is that this person was spying because clearly this person wasn't paying for the meal, but they were being all judgmental about what the other person was tipping. If it was that bad, my brother, my sister, whoever, mm. why don't you slide five or so dollars to that? Sometimes I'll, y'all know me, I can be a little, a little, a little tight, a little frugal with the dollars. And sometimes mm. my wife will look over and be like, uh, you need to add an extra five dollars to that tip. That's why. And I oblige or whatever. So if you saw something, why are you just looking? 
but you weren't serious enough to come off your own money. So clearly you weren't that invested in it. Mm. All holier than thou people are interesting to me. Tom, didn't I have Stingy by Genuine on my wedding playlist? I think I did. <laughs> Why is that on your wedding playlist? I don't know, but it was on there. It was great on there. Song. Shout outs to my man, Genuine. That's a great song, but that's a weird wedding song. Yeah, there was a couple of suspect choices. Mostly by... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, but I thought my, my playlist was impeccable. Anyways, of guys. Of course you did. Uh, I think that's it for this week's podcast uh just a couple of things i need to plug really quickly uh, i had a chance to interview my guy ed and tom danny boy from death row yes danny boy shout out so <laughs> he's been doing it for a long time he, he was on records like i ain't mad at you and toss it up so it's cool to Can see I him make a real quick point about danny bro real quick to um kyle i was just talking about a friend to this i was talking to a friend about those um those west coast hits danny boy Nate Dog, all of them made yep. those classic records. You know why they made those records so classic? Because they brought what they brought to another song. Can you imagine if Warren G sang the hook to regulate instead of Nate Dog? Song would be trash. So <clears throat> let the singer sing. Let Danny Boy, Danny Boy, let Nate Dog, Nate Dog, you rap. We'll get better songs. Are we letting the baby the baby? <laughs> We need to put the baby to bed. That is what would be best for everybody. Actually, one of the babies caused a riot in Vancouver recently. I don't you remember don't which was, one. Uh, it was little baby. Uh, so he was supposed to. Dub baby, dub baby, usually the one that's causing the trouble. So little baby was supposed to perform at a festival in Vancouver uh, last week. He was the headlining act. He was actually in town, but he was seen partying the night before. So the night of. His, his set, he canceled on the last minute and said that he wasn't feeling well. And uh, all the millennials, or not even millennials, Gen, Gen Z, is that what they're called? Gen Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, no, uh, Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah. They, I'm Gen Y. Oh, okay. Gen Z yeah, I don't think you're, you're causing rides. But yeah, the kids were <laughs> breaking things and throwing things. And yeah, it was an ugly scene. There will be no more hip-hop shows in Vancouver, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no more hip-hop no. in the history of Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, so had a chance to interview Danny Boy, super cool guy. He has a restaurant and uh, he has a Tupac burger. He has the Bernie Mac and cheese. There's all these cool nicknames. I think there's like a Snoop hot dog or something. So we'll have to try that out when we're in Chicago. But Tom and Ed, what's going on with you guys? I was trying to be a gentleman and let Tom go first. Gee, go first. But. I would go with Soul and Stereo. As we were talking about earlier, check out Soul and Stereo for the reviews. If you need to catch up on the reviews, we got Ari Lennox's review. Um, I thought it was one of the better R&B albums of the year. Let's go peep that. And as always, I've been cranking out the album rankings because y'all love the album rankings. We ranked Lil Wayne's albums. <sighs> I need hazard pay for that one. Um, we also ranked your boy Justin Timberlake's albums. I just I had put that off because I know we were on this burn everything Justin Timberlake thing for a couple years, mm. but it seems like that wave has finally calmed down. So check out Justin Timberlake's run. I thought it was one of the better runs of the 2000s. And then recently we celebrated Butterfly 25 years. So me and my boy Darius, aka Darry, 
we look back at Butterfly. And in a couple of weeks, we'll also be looking at the Velvet Rope. So check out Soul Mysterio for that. Ooh, a lot of classics that came out in 1997. The best year. The best year? It's one of the best. Yeah, I graduated high school, so I'm biased. Mm, all right. We went through all the years, guys. Don't forget. We, we, we yes, might have go to do check it again. Those out. My, my rankings may have changed. Yeah, you're getting older now. Yeah, I'm getting older. Ed, I've been and wiser. To, I've been listening to uh, what have I been listening to recently that would surprise you? Uh, I'll think about. I, I'm going to try getting on Silk next. That's the plan. Yes, you. Yes, get on get, Silk. I will get on Silk next. So, Tom, what's going on with you? I don't know. I've actually been featuring some music on our site lately. There's actually been some stuff coming out. Not necessarily artists that we're familiar with, but mm -hmm. our boy Kevin, a.k.a. Slick Partner, has been uh, doing his thing, finding some gems, so I've been featuring some of those. Yep. Other than that, I've still been digging through some old stuff I missed back in the day. You guys, I found Aries. Remember that group? They were they did some songs of Music Soul Child. Yeah, I, I found Aries. Yeah, I, I sent you one of their songs a while back, but man, I found their whole album. They got some stuff. I'm stuck in like the early 2000s right now. So you that's know what? Why I, you know yeah. what though? That's that's a good point you bring up because we all have this tendency to complain about R and B and where it's at today, and that's not. And I, I wouldn't say they're wrong for that view because R&B does evolve and it changes. And I'll be honest, like even for myself, it's getting harder and harder to really catch up with what's going on in R&B. Because if you miss a couple of years of the progression, it's really hard to understand what R&B sounds like today. Mm -hmm. um, and once you fall off that train, unless you like willingly try to adapt to it, it's not easy. But what you can do is go back because i guarantee you there is no way you listen to everything that came yeah. out in you know the last 30 years you might find something that you like that you missed out on and there's nothing wrong with that so that's my suggestion for all of you guys exactly 100 percent agree so uh i think that's it it looks like it is frozen so we're gonna just call it quits <laughs> here uh so i appreciate everyone for their time we'll be back another uh time for another episode but until then you guys stay safe and we'll be back next time so you guys take care all right see ya